someone just paid me on Venmo. Okay. <laughs> I heard the cha-ching after the clap, and I was like, huh, interesting. <laughs> Every time she starts recording, she gets paid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, Lucas. I've been streaming this for right, a, a, right. a, a yeah. highly paid audience. She's huge on Twitch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Feeling It, a podcast where we discuss TV, movies, pop Let's culture, yeah. and whether or not we are feeling it. If this is your first time joining us. Um, Welcome to the show. What's the intro question? Come on, walk and talk. Here we go. Just want to hear something neat? It's showtime! Okay, I got it. Here we go! See what you can do now. Take your position. All right, ladies, buckle up. Let's do this. Hold on to your butt. Seriously? Listen to me very, very carefully. Hey, it's me again. Eat him up. Enjoy. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to Feeling It. Each week on this show, we like to share what pieces of pop culture we're really feeling. Whatever show, movie, song, or tech, we just can't get out of our heads. However, this week, instead of doing all of that, we are hosting our very first pop culture draft. And what better to draft than the songs of Feeling It favorite, Taylor Swift. In addition to a highly competitive song draft, we'll be discussing our thoughts on Taylor's upcoming 10th original album, Midnight's. But before we do all of that, let's introduce ourselves. And when we do, let's answer the question, what is your favorite Taylor Swift PR shenanigan? I'm Lucas Wright from Chicago, and as someone who follows almost no celebrity PR gossip stuff um my favorite is still the original which is kanye west interrupting um her winning the music video award i think that was the first time kanye went off the rails as, as, if we're keeping track um and i think that was just so shocking at the time and also um pretty ridiculous that it's just it's been my favorite forever what's interesting is that i would call that a kanye shenanigan not necessarily a taylor shenanigan but i will let you have it i'm, <laughs> I'm, in, I'm in a giving mood i won't be so giving later perfect on this episode. She, if she's involved it's her it's her shenanigan <laughs> okay okay well i am sandra Amstutz from nashville tennessee um and mine is the follow-up to what you just referenced lucas which is when taylor swift said in a statement I would very much like to be excluded from this narrative because that is an all-time PR statement that has lived on in pop culture language, I think, ever since she said that. Really A-plus writing on her part, <laughs> in my opinion. Um, but, you know, Lucas, I don't think you and I could do just a draft with those two of us. Like, that's, no, of course not. What's, what's the fun in that? Yeah. So we're very excited to have our dear friend Ben Weaver on the podcast today. Ben, please introduce yourself. Hey, Sandra and Lucas. So happy to be back. I am really excited as a lifelong Swifty. Uh, I am a filmmaker <laughs> in Austin, Texas, and my favorite Taylor Swift PR stunt was back in 2018 when it was revealed that Taylor Swift sometimes travels inside giant suitcases to avoid paparazzi. I mean, oh, that was. A classic. It's I have not heard incredible. that. This is this is brand new. There news are for me. <laughs> there are photos of her security guards in New York carrying a huge black suitcase off the ground, horizontal, into a car, and for weeks people speculated because they hadn't seen her. You know what's going on there, and then it was revealed. Yep, sometimes she's just inside suitcases, and honestly, girl, I can relate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like from her front door of her like New York, you know, empire to the car which is like maybe like six steps on the sidewalk um yeah that feels like a travel. lot of work too i mean 
I, I don't know how the paparazzi, you know, stuff goes, but like that feels like a ton of work. Yeah. I mean, I do think, I mean, there's one I, I'm sure that is 24 hours a day parked outside of her door. Yeah. So, yeah. And I'm wondering yeah. in that suitcase, did she have her phone? Did she have snacks? Like what was going yeah, on inside the is suitcase? She in there? Yeah. Is it mean, like. I would refuse to go into a suitcase without a phone. Let's just <laughs> that's a that's a rule for myself. Yeah. I don't know. Just personally, feels. good to yeah. know. Um, well, I'm so excited to do this with y'all tonight. So let me let our listeners know about how this Taylor Swift song draft is going to work. We really we wanted to Lucas and I have been in talks about doing a song draft, and with her newest album coming out soon. There's only going to be more and more songs added to the Taylor Swift canon, which will make a song draft even more harder as, as time goes on. So I, we felt like now was really a good time to do it. I will also say before I get into the rules of this draft that this is po- probably, Lucas, the most prep you and I have ever done for an episode. Yeah, uh, I'd say so, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Lucas and I have never been so divided and had so much conversation gearing up for before an episode starts. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh wow i didn't realize are you guys uh and i wanted to ask real quick like are y'all self-professed swifties what's the level of engagement we have going on lucas and i are both pretty dedicated um swifties i think i am more so invested in her lyrics and the the pop culture pr narrative of taylor swift where lucas i mean you can speak for yourself but seems to be coming at it more as a musician yeah i'm in it for the music I'm not in it for her personal life in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> okay, so. good. This no, this is informative for me for the draft, just to kind yeah, of know yeah, no, which no, no, no. ones you guys are probably going to go for. This is I helpful. I'm letting go of my secrets. <laughs> I'm not talking again until it's time to draft. <laughs> oh, well, let's get into how this draft is going to work. Um, we came up with seven categories. So each of us has to pick one song per category. And for the most part, songs cannot repeat themselves um, between the players. We'll get into that a little bit more clearly um the categories are as follows um lovers which is a romantic song that is positive it's not about heartbreak it's about falling or being in love second category is haters that's a song about standing up to the haters being attacked by the haters or generally having feelings about your haters um it cannot specifically be about a romantic partner so this is not songs when you're mad about your ex. This is more more general haters. Um, although an ex can be a hater, I would say. It 100%. just can't be specifically about an ex. Um, next category is heartache. So a romantic song that is painful or negative in some way. Um, the fourth category we have is music video. A song that Taylor Swift made a music video for. Lyric videos and live performance videos do not count as music videos. Um, next, we have covers. So this is going to be a song that is a cover performed by Taylor Swift or a cover of one of Taylor's songs performed by someone else. You can pick one of the, one of the two. Um, next, we have non-album, which is a song that Taylor wrote, sang on, or was featured on um, but this album was not featured on one of her previous nine original albums. And then the final category, of course, is Wild Card. So that is any Taylor Swift song that has not been chosen by another player before. 
um, the rules. We're going to go in a, a snake order. So in just a second here, we're going to use random.org to decide what our draft order pick is. Um, first person will pick, the second person will pick, the third person will then get to pick twice, and then we'll go backwards and work our way through each of the songs that way. Um, each song can only be chosen once. If there is more than one version of a song, two players cannot pick two different versions. This applies to remixes, acoustic versions, live versions, and of course, Taylor's versions. But conversely, Um, Sandra, if you do pick that song, you get all of those versions, correct? That's a great point. So, for example, if um, one player picks Wildest Dreams, another player cannot then select Wildest Dreams Taylor's version. Um, But if one player picks um, a song that has many versions out, you might get a little extra bang for your buck with that pick. So that's something to consider. Finally, if if there are multiple versions of a song that you pick, you don't have to specify which version you want. You You get them all. Um... Oh, and one last rule is that covers are exempt from the song can only be chosen once rule. So, for an example, if player one picks You Belong With Me as in one of their categories, then player two is allowed to pick an emo cover of You Belong With Me for their <laughs> covers selection. Um, so cover the covers category, you can be pretty creative with that one. Pretty loose. Love it. All right. Um, I don't want us to delay this any longer. Are we ready to get started on our draft? Yes. I've never been okay. more ready. So like I said, I'm going to random.org to pick our random draft order. And this, oh, well, <laughs> I'll be sending you a screenshot to prove that this is true. Yeah, I want the receipts. Mm-hmm. I am number one. Lucas is number two, and Ben is number three. (laughs) Okay. All right. I can live with that. Okay. Let me get our spreadsheet updated so that we can keep track of all of this very carefully. I will say, while you're pulling that up, in a snake order draft, I do think second is the worst position. (laughs) I agree. Interesting. Yeah. Here we go. All right. Okay. So let's see here. Oh, that was me taking my screenshot for proof, too. (laughs) Okay. Um, So I'm going to go first, and I'm just going to get this ball rolling with something that anyone who knows me is not going to be surprised by this pick. Here's what I'll say before I I let you know what my pick is. I have a big – I have a strong belief in pop culture drafts that if you have a song or a movie or whatever the draft is for, that you will be devastated if you didn't get it, that you've got to make that your first pick. 100%. you got to throw strategy to the wind and pick the thing that you'll be devastated to be without. And so that is what I'm doing for my first pick. In the heartache category, Yeah, I am choosing August. God damn it. Oh, okay. Not what I thought, but I, 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 I hear you. I, all right. Okay. Yeah, I'm, so, I'm, so you expected I'm, something else. I expected rough. something else, and I'm, I'm, I'm loving where this is going. But yeah. I, 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 I understand what you did there. Sandra, coming out the <laughs> gate strong. Coming out what strong. I, <laughs> what I will say is that um, there might be a little bit more of a classic pick for the heartache category that, mm-hmm. you know, we'll, we'll speak on later. Mm-hmm. Um, but August is my favorite Taylor Swift song. I, I, I've, I've landed on that, that it is wow. now my favorite of her entire canon and um I, I i'm connected to that song so deeply and i just cannot cannot be without it 
Hottest take, Sandra, is that August is climbing the charts and is competitive with what is arguably agreed upon as her best song ever. I think August is so fucking good. Yeah. <laughs> it's so Lucas, good. Lucas, are you a big uh, August fan? I am a big August fan. I think what's interesting about the heartache category is it's uh, huge. Um, yeah. <laughs> so the majority of her songs uh, probably fall in that category. Um, and so you you have a deep deep bench of very very great songs there um and i think at this moment as ben said august is you know maybe a top 10 heartache song Mm -hmm. and uh what is probably only going to climb those charts so i definitely think uh that's that's a good call history will look back on on that as a very good pick i think oh thank you (laughs) i mean so many good lines and we we love taylor swift for so many things but her lyricism is one of the best skills she has and you know a line like um Back when we were still changing for the better, wanting was enough. Come on. That's a, it's an all yeah. top 10 line yep. for me. For sure. <laughs> um, to live for the hope of it all. I mean, what what, what more could you say? Um, Lucas, we have so much to get through, so I'm going to let Mike... I'm going to ask you to pick next. All right. Um, so I'm going to go for the haters category, and I'm going to take Shake It Off. This is what? the haters song. <laughs> what? I'm taking it right off the bat. <laughs> this is... This is a strategic pick here. Here's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I didn't think I was going to be the one who uh, who got laughed at I'm for this. I'm sorry. This I just didn't realize. But Lucas, you know we're I'm doing a chaos engine immediately. Lucas, we're doing a, just... a Taylor Swift best song draft. No, no. We're not picking best songs. We're not picking best songs. Right? Uh, well, here's the thing. Here's the thing about drafts, Lucas, is that we each come to the draft with our own intention. Exactly. True. You True. know, like for me... Drafts are about the songs that, like, I wouldn't want to live without. Like, I need, I want to be really happy to listen to these songs over and over when I have my my final selections. Yeah. Um, and for me, I'm saying, what is an iconic list of Taylor songs? You don't think of Taylor Swift without thinking of these songs. Right. And I will say Shake It Off is on that list. Because <laughs> the players gonna play, 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 play. Lucas, I, I, like, I applaud you, and honestly, I'm baffled <laughs> at the fact that in a Taylor Swift draft, you take "Shake It Off" as your first choice. As my very first, it's. I didn't look. I didn't want to. I spent a lot of time talking about this, and I, it's. <laughs> I think it's, it says a, it's a, a lot. hard thing to take first, but I'm all right. I'm curious to hear what you've got, Ben. Go for it. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, I didn't realize this is just me being stupid. I didn't realize that we get to randomly choose in different categories, which opens things up in a way that I thought I thought we were going to go lovers, haters all down the list. So mm. this now gives me the chance to take what I, you know, want to and probably would be scared would be taken um, in. I'm going to do it just because I think a lot of my other picks are pretty protected. So in the heartache category, I'm going to take Taylor Swift's number one song. Yeah. All too well. 
there it is. It's yeah. you have to take it. It's arguably the her best song. Um, it's the ten minute version is what funded the uh, Taylor Swift Red re release. Um, it's it's everything that we love about her in four simple chords, and she mastered it. myself when I was like kind of brainstorming what my draft picks would be that I wasn't going to get this song. Um, Same. <laughs> yep. And so I, I just released myself of it. And I, I'm glad that you took it as early as you did, Ben. Yeah. And I, I, I think you got to get it off the board. I mean, it's the it's the Goodfellas. It's the Godfather. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it's yeah. the one that we got to take, um, yeah. which then leads me to another pick, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. You get okay. a third. You get a, you go right again. Okay. Um. What I think I'm going to do is I'm going to go for um, a pick that I was going to be really sad if I didn't get. So I'm going to take it. And we love Taylor Swift's um, storytelling. And I'm going to take one where she just assumes the uh, the persona of a 17-year-old boy. And I'm going to take <laughs> uh, Betty in the lovers category. Ooh. All right. But if I just showed up at your party, would you have me? Would you want me? It's the completion of the Love Triangle trilogy on Folklore. It is an incredible uh, return to her kind of folk twang roots. And we also get that incredible ending where she pulls it all together, where she's like, you're standing in your cart again. It just, the music swells, the instrumentation is so fantastic, and it's it it truly makes you levitate every time you listen to it. So, um, and also getting a song where she drops the F-bomb. So, yeah, I love it. <laughs> and I'm trying to remember, is Betty the one that has like the banjo in it that yes. kind of... Yeah, I mean, yep. I love her bringing that back. To Me folklore. too, because it's just it's where she started, and this is her evolution. Um, you know, this is folklore is where she just stepped everything up, and um, yeah, happy to have Betty on my team. I'm very curious to find out how many folklore songs make it on the draft board. Um, it is going to be interesting. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, all right. Well, Lucas, you're next up here. All right. I'm also going to go for the lovers category. And this is the one that I was like, I have to take this off. I'm di- I'm taking Cruel Summer. Yeah. This, this song's beautiful. I love St. Vincent on, on guitar. And the fact that, I mean, Taylor Swift is a lyricist, but the fact that nobody batted an eye that she rhymed ooh, ah, with Cruel Summer is just <laughs> <laughs> mind-blowing. I didn't realize that St. Vincent was on the guitar. That's fantastic. Yeah. We love Annie. Yeah, she did all the electric guitar for this song. Wow. That's great. This is the song that, so there's, there's a lot of rumors about an upcoming Taylor Swift tour. And... 
from what I can tell a lot, a lot of the chatter, this is the most anticipated song to see Taylor do live. Like, this is the one we're Without all itching for. Has she not done it live? You know? I No, I don't think so. I mean, I, there, she did that Lover in Paris concert, yeah. but I don't know if she did Cruel Summer there. Mm, interesting. Okay. Um, even if she did getting to see like a full concert production and yeah. not like yeah. a, doing a you know. full the full tour right we were really robbed of this song of of a music video for this song of yeah. seeing it live and i mean it really is one of her best bangers yeah yeah i agree um well this is working out so well for me because <laughs> um i have two songs that i was like man august was my number one of course but i had a, i had a, a second one that i was like oh I don't get it. I'm going to be so bummed that someone else picked this song. And the fact that it hasn't been taken, I'm flying high. So, in the wild card category, Whoa. Mm. I am choosing Getaway Car. You were driving the getaway car. We were flying, but we never get far. Don't pretend it's such a Jack Antonoff girl. You gotta be. They have so many great collaborations. Almost all of Taylor's collaborations with Jack are like some of my favorite Taylor songs. But to me, this is the Jack Antonoff Taylor Swift collab that like the top of the tier. Um, It's storytelling. It's thieves. It's romance. It's heartbreak without you don't feel too sad about it, which is kind of like a, a great blend that Taylor can pull off. Um, inevitable heartbreak is yeah. like acceptance at before it even happens kind of a situation is something that she's very good at. <laughs> totally. And it's it's a song about a breakup that like you really have a fun time singing. Yeah. Um I I love this also most of the time that I'm spent that I spend listening to Taylor Swift is in a car and there's nothing better to sing along to when you're driving than a getaway car. Yeah. I mean Agreed. it it really holds up the the best half of reputation and it's one of the shining moments on that side of the album i mean there's it's nothing better it's so good i'm someone who really did not like reputation when it first came out and this is the only song that like got me coming back to it so Mm, (laughs) it saved the album for me i appreciate it more now but like at the time i was like this is all this is all we get (laughs) (laughs) um all right well lucas what are you choosing for us next okay oh boy this is uh all right, I got to do some it, it it weirded me out that you put that in wild card, you know. Mm. Um I okay. love to like shake it up. Yeah, you really did. Uh okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to put blank space in music video. Nice. That's a smart choice. Cuz you know I love the players and you love I think the blank space music video it it's the perfect fit for Taylor. Um, she, I think she is a, a good blend of like super sincere and a little bit cheesy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of her her music videos, not in a bad way, but like lean into that. Um, and I think 
this video does that to an extent, but also uh, elevates it, you know, as you know, with 1989, that was a big pop album for her. And I think Blank Space really kind of took the class level of that music video um, up a notch and also was winking a little bit at the camera that this is like, this is very Taylor Swift. A hundred percent. And I think something that Taylor does really well is camp. Like she's, yeah, she's yeah. got that and she's, uh, you know, her acting skills are debatable. And I think when she leans <laughs> into, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not very good at it, but I can be if I, you know, have a wink and a side eye. She's perfect. Yeah, definitely. You know, Lucas, I knew you liked 1989 because I also love 1989, mm-hmm. but your draft is really shaping up to be 1989 heavy. I know I've got two. I've got two 1989 songs already. This is a. Uh... This is not this is not where I expected to be, honestly, at this point in the draft. <laughs> okay. Well, Ben, what is your next pick? Next okay. two picks, actually. Next two picks. Okay, this is really tough. So uh, Oh wait, wait. I was supposed to get two. I just realized. Oh, oh yeah. So Does... so sorry, Ben. <laughs> no, you're good. Does this change anything? It doesn't for me if, okay. if y'all don't if no, y'all no, no. Go for aren't it. gonna be mad about it. Okay. My apologies. I should have get, um, had two picks before we moved on to Lucas. So let me take a look here. I think for my second pick, and then we'll move on to Ben, I, too, am going to go for something in the music video category. Um, this is, a, you know, one of the more limited categories because there's only <laughs> certain songs that have music videos, whereas quite a few are about heartbreak or love or, you know. Um, and I'm going to pick a song that I do think is one of Taylor Swift's masterpieces um, as, as a song. And the music video is good, but the song itself is a masterpiece. And that is Lover. Lover is a top, like, I mean, she wrote, in my opinion, she wrote a perfect song. And there are a lot of perfect Taylor Swift songs, but this one I do think will stand the test of time. She wrote a perfect wedding song. She wrote a song that really applies to at any point when you're in love. You know, you kind of feel these feelings, whether you've been in love for years and years or you're just starting to feel in love. Um, And what I will say about the music video is that Taylor Swift, one of my beefs with Taylor Swift music videos is that she really likes CGI. And <laughs> in a way that is just <laughs> not always Girl loves a green lot. screen. <laughs> it's not always necessary. It's sometimes embarrassing. The Lover music video, I think, is a really healthy balance of practical sets and costumes mixed with CGI. Um, it's full of color. There's only two main cast members, which I think helps simplify the music video a lot. Um, and at the end of the music video, the the big reveal is that the entire thing has taken place in a snow globe. And I personally have started collecting snow globes. So I have a a little bit of an affinity for them at the moment. That's Um, cute. So yeah, lover music video is going to be my, my, my pick. I love that. Okay. All right, so I'm going to do some strategy here. Um, I got two picks. The first one I'm going to um, I'm going to take 
something out of the non-album category, which as I was going over her songs, it really made me recognize like, there aren't really a lot of these that I really like. Like, I'm just like, <laughs> these kind of all really flop, um, which sucks because, you know, we love Taylor Swift. But I mean, I, I think that speaks to her working and doing her best work, putting on her albums and then just saying, yeah, y'all can have uh, whatever else I want. Uh, but what I'm going to take in non-album is This Is What You Came For. Um, yeah. Because, frankly, it's really the only one that I have listened to multiple times out of this list. And uh, it's a banger. Calvin Harris, Rihanna. Um, it's it's fun. Lightning strikes. You know, it's it's dramatic. It's got longing in it. And it's it's... It, it was playing in clubs everywhere. I don't know when that was, 2015, 2016. Um, sure. Really fun song. Uh, and that's going to be my non-album thing. opinion so like <laughs> i think this is a very solid choice um yeah. and it's fun to have the, the more obscure taylor swift song on the draft the one that like she you know we kind of we barely know that she was involved with right <laughs> under her little pseudonym so i mean we'll yeah. be having uh we'll talk a little bit more about calvin harris later in this episode i'm sure um <laughs> but until then okay god damn this one's tough Okay, so what I think I'm going to do is I'm going to go for uh, the haters category. And in the haters category, I'm just going to pick the quintessential hater song. Um, Taylor Swift wrote it about a journalist who said she couldn't sing. And uh, I'm picking Mean from Speak Now. Someday I'll be living in a big old city And all you're ever going to be is mean A scathing like really emotional song that you could feel a teenager wrote. It's just triumphant in the ways when you're talking to somebody and it says, you know, someday I'll be in a big old city and all you're ever going to be is mean. I mean, it's a really good clapback. I mean, we all came and... from, from Texas, small Texas towns, right? Right. That line yep. really hits home. <laughs> you know, and then when she performed it live at the Grammys, I think, you know, she changed the line to someday I'll be singing this at the Grammys and all you'll ever be is mean. I mean, she's just really she doesn't do anything better than revenge. Um, <laughs> and so what I'll say is it's also a fantastic karaoke song, which is uh, what I do. I sing mean to anybody who has daddy issues. I mean, it's just that's a good one. It's a great song. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I think that brings it back around to me. I am going to jump into the covers category. Mm. Um, She did a cover of Phil Collins' Can't Stop Loving You. Um, And that, I think, is the perfect kind of cover for Taylor Swift to do. Something that is extremely sincere, extremely classic, um, and you know, right in that uh, love song alley. And I think it's it's just a really good cover. Because I can't stop loving you so when did 
did she do this cover? Was it like for a radio station? Was it a live performance? What's the story behind it? This was for uh, BBC Radio in 2019. She did a, a recorded cover of it. Nice. Yeah. All righty. Well, I get two picks now. Um, let me take a look and see what I have left on the board. Um, okay. Interesting. 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 Well, like we've kind of all discussed, um, the, the non-album category is limited in that there's a lot of these songs that I don't really like um, yeah. that she's worked on. There, there's a reason that these songs she, didn't make She it puts on her the good album. stuff on the albums. Like, yeah. it's mm-hmm. just, yeah. <laughs> totally. So I'm going to pick a song that I do think is really good that she is featured on. And so that is uh, Renegade by Big Red Machine. Wow, yeah. Taylor Swift. That's a good one. Let me tell you. The the men involved in Big Red Machine are, are not <laughs> musicians that I typically listen to. Um, <laughs> but Taylor but, does. But Taylor sure does. And this song has really grabbed a hold of me. The lyrics are so mature and interesting and pretty. And I, I love listening to this song. Um, I think Taylor Swift gets better the older she gets, like she keeps making her best music, in my opinion, as she ages. And this song is a great example of that. Are you really gonna talk about time in times like these? Little your damage, damage me, and carry your baggage up my street, and make me your future history. It's time. Do either of y'all like this song? Are you familiar with it? What? Are, how are you feeling about it? I totally agree with it. I I I love this song. I think the the musicality of it is obviously very different than what Taylor is usually doing. Um, but I think her voice fits it well as um, so. It's it's very fun to hear her collaborating in this kind of way. I feel like a lot of times her collaborating is somebody do, uh, writing a Taylor Swift song, <laughs> and in this case, she's really I think lending her voice and her talent to a different style here, which is nice. Yeah. I gotta familiarize myself with this song. I it's it's a blind spot. I haven't checked it out. I think you'll really like it, Ben. Yeah. Um, Okay, so I get another pick. And I'm going to go... I just... I don't want this to be taken by someone else. Um, So in the haters category... Ooh, actually... Hmm. I'm nervous. You know what? Here's here's what I'm going to do. And now this might be our (laughs) first controversial moment. And I'm willing to, you know, take feedback. You know what? No, I'm changing my mind. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm not we got to know. I'm, I'm going to, I'll go over that, what I was going to do later. But first I'm going to say in the haters category, I am going to take, look what you made me do. Let's go. Let's go. Yes, Sandra. <laughs> yes. People, people hate it. People love it. But when it first came out, I was electrified. <laughs> and that weekend, my friends and I went out dancing. We went to Nashville's gay club. Look what you made me do. Look what you made me do came on. And I lost my mind on the dance floor. And that is a memory I hold near and dear to my heart. Um, I will never not have fun singing along and dancing to look what you made me do. But I got smarter. I got harder in the nick of time. Honey, I rose up from the dead. I do it all the time. I got a list of names and yours. Check it once, then I check it twice. Oh, oh look what you made me do. Look what you made me do. Look 
Listen, the gays love camp. Taylor Swift does camp real well. And when she samples Right Side Fred and goes hard in the paint with that like little Jack Antonoff growl that she does like in the chorus, I mean, it's it's so much fun. And it's so weird. And it's so dorky but badass at the same time. I mean, it's, it's a great song. I I am a, look what you made me do, defender. <laughs> it's also I, I, a oh, top-tier, I think, Taylor Swift music video. And Ben, I was a, a little nervous video. you were going to yep. steal it in the music yep. video category. Yeah. I'm. It's classic. Yeah, it, I definitely debated it. Definitely thought about it. Um, all right. Lucas, what is your next pick? Ooh, okay. I have been going back and forth on this for a very long time. I think for me, I am going to have to go. I'm going to do my heartbreak one now. I'm doing I Knew You Were Trouble. <laughs> Ooh. Really? Okay. Lucas loves the bass drop. <laughs> I love this song. When this song, when Red came out and this song was on there, I was like, this is so different from everything Taylor has ever done. I can't get enough of this song. <laughs> this is fascinating to me. It's wild. And I know there's the goat scream <laughs> that's exactly it, what i that thought happens now and that's all i think about when i hear it now but it's so iconic of a taylor swift song I mean, it's really good. I mean, it was it was when she announced, "Hey, I'm going to work." Was that Max Martin who did the production yes. on that one? Yeah, yes. Um, just giving us that bass, giving us that really, really heavy. We're going to go pop, but we're not, but we are. And <laughs> it gave us the direction she was going to go. And I mean, it yeah. was huge. The song was everywhere. Yep. All right, Ben, you get two um, picks left. Okay, so I have. Oh, not two picks left. You get two picks now, and then you'll so get have your third and final. Music later. video, cover, and wild card. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with wild card because my other two picks I can almost assure that no one is going to take. Um, so basically my strategy for this was to uh, rank all of the songs that I wanted, and then as they got picked off the board, go with the highest one that had not been picked yet. So because of that, in the wild card... Um, I'm going to show my folklore love. I'm going to show my late stage Taylor love. And I'm going to go with um, some hater love. And I'm going to take my tears, Ricochet. And if I'm dead to you, why are you at the wake? Cursing my name, wishing I stayed. Look at how my tears ricochet. Just, you know, the the funeral imagery, the uh, I can go anywhere I want, just not home line, you know, I still talk to you and I'm screaming at the sky. When she sings that song every single time, my soul leaves my body. (laughs) (laughs) My stolen lullabies. My stolen lullabies. I mean, there's so much to to, um, say about this song. I mean, I think it's pretty common knowledge now, right, that this is about what's his name, the guy who bought all of her songs? Or, Scooter Braun. Yeah. Scooter Braun, yeah. Um, and so even though 
I do still stream some of the old Taylor albums. Um, I and do give him money. Uh, I do <laughs> do love the song where she takes him down in such a loving way and such a haunting way. I mean, she's she's never been better at stabbing someone in the heart. Yeah. You know, actually, my interpretation is that my tears ricochet isn't so much about Scooter Braun as it is the guy who sold her record to scooter braun what, what's his name scott something oh um, yeah the guy from her original label who right. um who who did the ultimate betrayal of you know like having this long relationship with her and then selling her music off right um, yeah yeah i think you're right i think it is um whatever the case may be i think it's i mean it this song i think is in insight into her mind for us as fans, you know, she really cares about the work that she produces. She really, her, it's her life's work. And so for her, for it to get sold off, I mean, it's heartbreaking and it goes so deep as to, for her to say, okay, I'm going to re-record everything uh, and, so that I can have ownership over it. You know, I mean, yeah. it's, it's a really deep song and it's a really, it's really close to her heart. So Gotta gotta take it. Gotta take my yeah. tears ricochet. Um, yeah. Do so I have? What's a, your next pick? Okay. Um, so I've got cover and music video. Yep. Okay. So I'm gonna go with cover. Um, and I this is where I'm gonna go a little strange. So uh, I do spend approximately seven hours a day on TikTok, and in doing so, I get exposed to a lot of artists who you know don't have huge audiences but are really making good music and i stumbled across this uh dream pop artist uh named lunel and lunel um did a cover of taylor swift's song fearless that i will contend may be even better than the original uh because what she does with the song is she takes that pure you know, like fairy tale sound, that like sugary sweetness, and she just amplifies it with these scents and these just haunting. It's basically if Mazzy started Fearless. Mm. Um, nice. It is a fantastic cover, and I, as soon as I heard it on TikTok, I was like, "Well, I got to go find this," and I found it and downloaded it and listened to it a hundred times. Taylor has done a lot of covers. A lot of people have covered her, but I think that that song uh, perfectly captured what Fearless was at its core, which was a young person making really great music, and it amplified it. So that's going to be my pick for cover. Oh, I can't wait to listen to it. It's such a treat. Well, I think that takes me to me. Um, that takes us to me, not me to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's my pick is what I'm trying to say here. Um, I'm going to go with the, my wild card. And I am picking mine. I think one of the first Taylor Swift songs that I was like, oh, she is possibly one of the best songwriters alive. <laughs> and it is very early in her career. But the line, you made a rebel of a careless man's careful daughter, is an entire book in itself. It's unreal. Like, 
there's so much to di- to dig into there and to have written that at the age of 18 19 <laughs> is just yeah. Absolutely incredible. Great pick, Lucas. It's amazing. I agree. That's maybe the best lyric she's ever written. And that's saying quite a bit. Yeah. Um, Okay. Well, I have my final two picks now for the draft. Yeah. Um, I just have to say, guys, this draft worked out perfectly for me. (laughs) I've got my number one pick in every single category. Nice. Um, And so let's round it off Um, in... The lovers category. I'm going to be choosing Wildest Dreams. perfect song it's dreamy it's wistful it's been in movies because it's so cinematic the the music video i think is even about like a fictional movie star movie stars and a a set where that's being filmed 1989 is i think a very important album for taylor swift but also for me personally um it changed how i listened to music it changed my relationship with taylor swift and wildest dreams is the song on that album that i will always come back to. And then I'm going to finish out my draft with the covers category. So this is a category that I intentionally saved for last because I had three like home run picks lined up. And so I thought, Mm. even if y'all choose like my top two, I've got a third in the wings, just like ready to go. Okay. And so... What's fascinating is that neither of you chose any of my top three. Um, So I'm going to go with my number one, which is Tim McGraw by Maggie Rogers. Oh, I didn't know she covered that. Oh, Ben. It's very good. I got, you gotta I'm, listen to I'm going to Spotify right now. <laughs> because here's the thing. I, I fell in love with Taylor Swift with her debut album. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that album, you know, Taylor Swift has songs that I don't like. She has a whole album that I don't really like particularly very much. But she... Say her you know, name. <laughs> uh, it is. I think it's... Uh, fearless yeah i don't really there's nothing i'm fearless i'm not a fearless girl okay um all right but she came out of the gate with her debut album her her self-titled album with so many bangers and tim mcgraw i think tim mcgraw was like her first single that she came out with yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. and what a powerful song the fact that she wrote a song about the wistfulness of looking back um, on a past love at age 16 is really mind-blowing. And it's a good song on its own. But the Maggie Rogers cover of Tim McGraw brings the maturity that the lyrics 
deserve that a, her 16-year-old voice couldn't have brought to it. And to compare, to listen to them together tells a beautiful story of a 16-year-old imagining how she'll feel as an adult looking back on this, on, on this love, and then the version of her as an adult actually looking back on this love and remembering herself as a 16-year-old. Um, it, it's so beautiful. It's it's one of the only Taylor Swift covers that I'm like maybe better than the original. Um, I, I I fall fall in love with it, um, and that's gonna round ourselves out for for my pick. That's a great that's choice. Great. Yeah, I think I think it's uh, especially since we haven't gotten the self titled re release. You know that really does kind of stand in the place of hearing someone from a mature place covering these songs that were you know sung yeah. by like a sixteen year old and. God, I, I can't wait to listen to that. I love Maggie Rogers. Yeah, that's really good. Um, well, I will take as my last pick um, in the non-album category, I will take Two is Better Than One, which is Taylor Swift and Boys Like Girls. Now, if you were not in the pop punk emo <laughs> scene, <laughs> you might not know who Boys Love Girls are, uh, but they are a band that I really, really liked um in high school and for the, for them and Taylor Swift to do a song together which at the time I think were two opposing <laughs> forces um <laughs> you would never have seen them get together and for me I really enjoyed um hearing a song uh, with both of them on it this is not my favorite song of hers but I think it's very very fun uh for her to be kind of jumping genres like this song but i have heard so many pop punk covers of taylor songs that are so fun her style of writing fits into that genre so well um i need to give this a listen it's very fun it's very i mean it's very ballady obviously but it uh it's very fun hearing her voice her voice next to a very pop punk emo voice so i mean i'm just wondering when we're going to get the taylor swift cover of swing swing then it'll just you know really (laughs) round things out i I would die i I would love that (laughs) okay okay ben it's the final pick of the draft this is one category left here's the deal um i'm not here to end things on a high note or a conventional note (laughs) all right i'm here to i'm here to end things on my heart and um what i'm going to do is in music video i'm going to take a music video that was directed by uh, i believe the director's name is noble jones who is a filmmaker uh worked second unit on the social network um so the music video has the same fincher style you know really dark shadows and kind of like a blue steely look to it um, it's off the Speak Now album, and I'm taking the story of us. That's right. Your boy is a story of lo- of us truther. I love this song so much. Wow. Years ago, I did a, a Taylor Swift song draft, and it made it all the way up to 
the final championship against All Too Well, and spoiler alert, it won. Um, I love this song so much. It is so high energy. It's so fun. It's it's her wanting to be a rock star and giving us all of her like longing and all of that. And and one of the things that I love about Taylor's voice as an instrument, I, th- I think that when she specifically sings vowels and specifically the E, I think there's something magical that happens that transcends. It goes all the way through the airwaves and into our ears, and it just, that's her fucking sound. And this song, the chorus, she just gets to belt the word speaking, and she just draws that E out. And it is fun. It is heartbreaking. And I love this song so much. The music video itself is pretty fun. She's in a library at Vanderbilt. Uh, and she's got like a white button down and a tie and it's just it's papers flying everywhere. I mean, it's a pretty traditional video, but I'm taking it for the song the Story of Us The End. I love it. I've got to revisit this video now. I know, oh. me too. Yeah. This list is making, I mean, just looking at everybody's picks, I want to revisit a lot of these songs now. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, let me tell you really quickly. Um, this is not the first Taylor Swift song draft I have participated in. Um, the first one I did was at a bachelorette party where we didn't have categories. It was just top 10 Taylor Swift songs. Mm-hmm. And then we made a, a, a song draft playlist of all of the picks afterwards. And I return to that playlist all the time. Um, I also want to confess to you both that this is not the first time I have done this song draft with these categories. Um, after we decided on what these categories were and what the rules are, I reached out to some of my closest Taylor Swift friends here in Nashville, and we did a practice run for me. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Okay. All right. Deflate gate over here. This is a cheat for sure <laughs> it, it, it was not a cheat it was it was a good it was a good thing for me to like it was really what was really helpful was having people come up with songs that i didn't originally think of would be in certain categories yeah um for instance i, I didn't originally occur to me that bad blood would be a perfect for the haters category oh yeah um <laughs> and yeah. so what I will say is that I got all the same answers with the exception of cover. Someone else, you know, wisely took the Tim McGraw, Maggie Rogers cover in our practice draft. Mm. Um, but yeah, practice, practice makes perfect. It really helps. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, I would love to hear what people have to say. It's like seeing these three, these three drafts side by side, who, who actually won? Because I think I won personally. <laughs> and I know oh. you guys each think you won. Sure. <laughs> so. I mean, I don't, I don't want to sh- rain on your parade, Lucas, but you did take Shake It Off. <laughs> shake It Off, which I don't hate Shake It Off, but let me tell you, it's it's not going to make any drafts of mine. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, I think if the lawsuit goes down, TLC is going to have something to say about that. You know, oh, my gosh. <laughs> there's just a lot happening with that song. Um, I want to hear, do any of y'all have any um, runner-ups that you, you – almost made the draft your draft pick but that didn't quite make it yeah for me love story 
um, mm-hmm. is like is a is a classic, and I, I really I I couldn't find a spot for it. It didn't feel like it really fit um, with what I was putting together. But for me, that one and then Out of the Woods are are two that I was just like, Ugh, I would really love to have these be part of this. Draft. You really love 1989. I love that about you. Look, I only have two songs in my draft from 1989. Yeah, I don't I don't think I pulled one. I'm yeah, <laughs> and which is a shame because I love that album. I mean, a lot of my runner ups were from 1989, um, yeah. you know, and a lot of the B sides, uh, Wonderland and New Romantics are two I would have picked. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Didn't get any gala representation into my draft, but I want them to be seen. Yeah. Um, uh, some other runners up are Cornelius Street, um, specifically yeah. because of the live version that she did. It's fantastic. Um, Dorothea off of uh, evermore love that song it's she's just doing bob dylan and it's fun it's great yeah. um a couple more folklore this is me trying and illicit affairs yeah Ooh, this is me trying is so yeah. good yeah um red uh i love it i love the song red it's got a great concert video that she did with it and uh throwing it all the way back to some joe jonas love hate uh forever and always <laughs> still love oh, it man. love that song um well the category that I was, you know, uh, waffling between certain songs that you might have remembered um, was the haters category. And here's one that I don't know whether we would technically classify this as a hater song, but I am so fond of it. And that's the Nothing New featuring Phoebe Bridgers. Ooh, yeah. Uh, one, I think it's debatable whether it belongs in that category. <laughs> but two, I feel like I have a lot of more emotional songs in my draft and I needed something a little bit more upbeat. So I, I went yeah. with look what you made me do, but I, yeah. I, I love that song. Um, my, I told you I had a, a, I had three ready to go for the covers category. The two backups that I had were, um, will you still love me tomorrow? The mm-hmm. cover she did of Carol King's, um, you know, classic mm-hmm. love pop song. It's, so dreamy it's so beautiful and modern and and it makes me cry i love it um my other my final backup for that would be um she did a cover of run by george Strait at a tribute to george Strait concert oh wow and when she was 16 her very first tour she ever went on she opened for george Strait. And I grew up in Texas, and I love George Strait, and I love that song. So, oh um, wow, yeah, those are good, good uh, alts for the cover. Yeah, those are great. Yeah, if you haven't seen both of those, please go listen to those. Um, I'm also real a little sad that I didn't get any Evermore on my draft pick. There's so there's many a lot Evermore gems. I know there is a lot. <laughs> I think that that's one of the albums. I mean, it is her most recent to date. Um, but I think that is one of the growers. I mean, it's her amnesiac to folklore's Kid A. You know, it's all the the it, all the stuff that was left off. But there were so many good songs that just lyrically or instrumentally, you know, it, she's doing so much on that album. Um, I mean, Ivy itself, uh, I, I think I came across a BuzzFeed quiz, which was, is it Taylor Swift or Shakespeare? And most yeah. of the quotes were from Ivy. I mean, it's a gr- yeah. great song. Yeah. Um, look, we only have a few minutes left because some of us have a hard out. But before we leave, um, I really quickly want to talk about Midnight's. Um, Midnight's is coming out on October 21st. We're recording this on Tuesday, October 11th. The full track list has been released. Have you all seen the full track list? 
Oh, I was watching every TikTok video that every she did. Every midnight mayhem. Every midnight mayhem. Come on I guess now. The question is yeah. really for Lucas. Lucas, have you seen the whole track list? I have seen the whole track list. Yes. Okay. So here's my question for each of you. Um, what track? Just based on the track name alone, what track are you most excited for? Which one are you the most worried will ruin you emotionally? And which are you the most concerned is not going to be very good? That's a great question. I think track list track. The names of tracks are so important to like getting you into an album. Um, And I'm very excited that we're doing this real quick. Okay, so what are the three categories again? The one you're most excited about, one that's going to wreck you emotionally, and the one that you're a little bit worried is not going to be good. Okay, the one I'm the one I'm worried is not going to be good is vigilante shit. I (laughs) look again. Taylor is can do whatever she wants, but. I, I don't know what this song's going to be about, but it I'm worried. I'm just worried. Sure. It's it's a strong title and I mean has it's she It's a strong it's a very strong title. Has she ever It's just not her vibe, you know? <laughs> has she ever put a curse word in a song title Never. before? Yeah, I Never. don't think so. Yeah. Okay, Ben, what are you most worried it's going to be bad? I was going to go with vigilante shit. I mean, it's it's very stark and we know she's smart, so I would assume that she would have a song to back it up. Um, however, yeah. we did also get You Need to Calm Down, which is a really aggressive <laughs> title, and the song yeah. is not that great. So, yeah. Okay. Um, mine is Labyrinth. Something about that Labyrinth title just feels like it's going to be an overworked metaphor in the in the waiting. <laughs> you don't you don't think the strength of the folklore Evermore vibe is going to lend it to that song? Yeah, I could, but I, I don't know. I, I I got my eyes on Labyrinth. We'll see. Um, Lucas, which song do you think is going to emotionally wreck you? Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say Antihero. I think mm. her her track threes are usually like uh, get you in the heart songs. And mm. I think a song like Antihero feels like uh, it could it could do some damage. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Ben? Yeah. I'm going to go with uh, You're On Your Own Kid just because it it's giving me the mindset of the maturity of Folklore and Evermore. Uh, it's giving me nothing new, you know? It's giving me, shit, you're fucked. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I wonder where she's going to take it. I, I think we're going to get pretty broken on that one. Yeah, yeah I'm going to agree with you. You're on your own, kid. It's a tr- it's her track five, oh, that's which right. has always been pretty devastating. Um, anyone calling someone kid in a like yeah. level like you know <laughs> way like that is is probably going to be devastating um really quickly what song are we most excited about lucas lavender haze i love a candle song and this feels like a candle so <laughs> great pick ben? um i'm excited about karma because for in the taylor swift lore karma is huge you know it was a rumored album that she scrapped after 1989 to make reputation She's aware that the fans um, have been talking about this for years, and to put a song titled Karma, I think she's going to pack a punch. Okay, and I am going to go against the grain, and I'm going to say Vigilante shit, y'all. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah. I think that this is going to be a sequel to Getaway Car, and I'm ready for it. (laughs) I would love it if that were the case. (laughs) If we could have a Getaway Car, Cowboy Like Me, Vigilante shit, like trilogy mm. of con artists i would be really thrilled <laughs> oh, and then you come down with white horse yeah there you go <laughs> um well this has been so delightful i can't wait for us to talk more about midnights as soon as it comes out um 
Oh, sorry. That's an that alarm. You? Yep. <laughs> that we have to get going. Time's so, up. We're done. Time Bye. Absolutely <laughs> up. Um, Lucas, Ben, please tell everyone where they can find you online. You can find me everywhere at Lucas and Stuff. You can find me uh, at Ben Weaver twenty seven on all the socials. I guess <laughs> that was. <so> and- <laughs> You can find me on all social platforms at Sandra Amstutz. My last name is spelled A-M-S-T-U-T-C. Thanks for listening, y'all. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Goodbye, now. Goodbye. Go away. I'll see you soon, okay? That's it? Go home? Yep. Yeah. Moving along, Padre. Goodbye, old friend. That's it. That's our show for tonight, people. 